When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is February 1st, 2022. Allegedly, there is a brand new year and a month has gone by already. Lies, conspiracy, educate yourself, people. It's still 2020. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast, but we're talking about NXT 2.0 tonight. And uh, I'm still I'm still like hungover from the Royal Rumble. Normally one of my favorite pay-per-views of the year. I have so many mixed feelings about it this year. Yes, I know you were at the show and I want to get your takes. But Alfred, how how are you feeling? 48, 72 hours removed from the rumble. Uh, I like that word hungover is a good way to put it. I But usually, you know, you kind of have to have a great time in order to be hungover. And I'm not saying that I didn't like it, but it, it was really inconsequential considering the Royal Rumble. I think a lot of people had pegged the direction for it. So, you know, it was really a forgettable Royal Rumble for me, both men's and women's. Yeah, which is crazy. And we were denied. We were robbed. Cameron getting to have a segment with Melina and Alicia Fox. And for that, I will never forgive WWE. She wasn't the same match at them. So that's just a big deal. But, but nothing, no, no. And no stone cold should have been there and said, Cameron, I've got a surprise for you. We're going to take a group photo (laughs) with the rest of your favorite match of all time. Oh man, (laughs) They could have done so much with this. And it just like, for me, just bad taste on my mouth still for that. I mean, everything else. Sure. That also sucked, but that I just cannot forgive. Uh, But easy. You were there. You had a good time. It was, I mean, I mean, bad bunny was there. How would I not have a good time? Um, But a lot of people just feel like a spot, like a number in the match both men's and women's rumble where the level of excitement just kind of happened with both matches towards like the last 10 minutes. And then when it was down to the final two, it just happened so fast. We didn't even get like a little match between, you know, that, that moment that you get between the final two. I did appreciate the Brock Lesnar, Drew McIntyre final two because of the throwback to, you know, when Drew sure. won his rumble. But I, I mean, yeah, I have I have mixed feelings about it because I am a big fan of Ronda Rousey, Brock Lesnar, and I'm a big fan of Bad Bunny. So there was a couple of things that everybody that was around me were like, did they book this for you? And I'm like, apparently, because, you know, I wasn't, <laughs> wasn't unhappy with the results on paper, but I just thought they could have put more effort into the booking of the matches themselves. Yeah. And no NXT representation. Which yeah, very surprising. Really- tell you everything that they think about nxt 2.0 right now it is off on its own the island of misfit toys and developmental uh sequestered from the rest of the wwe universe and with that in mind to i mean i know this sounds strange but tonight felt a little less special watching nxt feeling like okay this is now if it's a third brand it's it's like it's it's like your distant cousin that doesn't even get invited to the family reunion that's how distant they are. Um, <laughs> and it just bummed me out, you know, because it used to be so vital, such a big part of WWE. Yeah, and it's been years since we see some kind of NXT representation. Even if they don't end up debuting, we do see some people from NXT make an appearance this year. I really, really felt like it was the end of an era. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it might have been best. I mean, who knows? Just 
looking at how people with not a lot of wrestling experience fared in Royal Rumble, or at least, you know, took time off. I, I felt like there was a lot of ring rust in that Royal Rumble. And who knows how many of these NXT recruits were truly ready for that type of setting in terms of all that goes on, because it's really a pretty difficult match to pull off in terms of having all those guys being in coordination with each other. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's funny. Think back to the first year of NXT. Wasn't there like a tournament in the lobby of the Royal Rumble? And I think like Bo Dallas won a spot or something. Yeah. It should have been like 2013, maybe. Yeah, it would have been nice to see at least one person. But I mean, I, I guess, you know, it, it would have been a good rub. But there's also the alternate universe where nobody cares. They get thrown out immediately. And then, you know, you probably have an even worse opinion of NXT 2.0. That's true. Yes, but Shane O'Mac is back, which means Raw Underground. Here we go. We're paying that uh, off this year. I would greatly <laughs> appreciate if you say best in the world, Shane O'Mac, before. You know. <laughs> uh, well, let's stay on that topic. That's actually the first news topic. Let's uh, keep talking about Shane McMahon because he was in the news due to reported backstage heat. Apparently, he was involved in the process of producing Royal Rubble. Uh, reportedly, uh, rubbed the people the wrong way and he was planning on it. I guess they were announcing that he was going to be at Elimination Chamber. Many expected him to be in the match, but they just filled it for Raw. And Shane McMahon is not part of that. He was not on Raw Monday night. So are you guys happy that Shane McMahon is back? What was your initial reaction? Issa, what was it like in the building? Because it sounded like a loud pop from my vantage point. But what was it like in the building to hear Shane McMahon's music? No, he, he, got, he got a great reaction from the fans. Um, I... I I was there for uh, covering the event, so the, I was staying at the hotel, and I don't think Shane McMahon was doing a, a good job at trying to stay hidden. So for me, it wasn't <laughs> a surprise. I saw him multiple times um, before Saturday. I, he got a good reaction from the fans, but I almost, I don't know. I can't tell you if that was a default reaction because at that point there was such a lack of surprises that by the time Shane McMahon comes out, it's just like, okay, let's hang on to the two, three surprises that they did give us. Um, you know, it, it comes out and eliminates Kevin Owens, who I thought had some kind of momentum going, and that is just not a few that I would like to see revisited, you know, for WrestleMania. So, but if you want, if you want my honest truth from the arena, he got a great reaction. He did. Wow. Yeah, but do you think at the Royal Rumble, though, that, I mean, anyone could come out and they would just be like, yes, I know that guy. Well, clearly not anybody, judging by some of the reactions or lack thereof that people got in this Royal Rumble. But I think when it comes to nostalgia, for sure, with wrestling fans. Okay, we also almost died, you know. So, like, there was a fire. We almost died. Oh, so you right. had to give us you had to give us a little bit of credit for trying to, you know, show some kind of enthusiasm from the crowd after almost dying. Yeah. <laughs> How you close know? were you to that? I was very close. So oh I was like, I was like section they completely emptied and then um they had to bring the sign down to put the fire so so the entire Becky versus do drop match all I saw was the WrestleMania sign in front of me the, the entire view was blocked by the sign and uh Shane apparently booked a lot of the Royal Rumble I, I I'm yeah. telling you I think he's coming back to have his Kendall Roy arc in the WWE and he's backstage <laughs> And he's thinking, you know, Matt Riddle, that's obvious. That's what everyone's thinking. But we need to tap into the zeitgeist, Brock Lesnar. It seems so old school and outdated that it's almost cutting edge. And I think this is what we need to do. <laughs> he's going to go after Logan, huh? Yeah. Put the power in the in the hands of the fans with Brock, the beast. Let's Next go. Next level, love it. Let's get the BoJack team. <laughs> 
They'll write his promos. It'd be great. There were rumors that it would be Shane McMahon and Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania, which Lord knows how that would have gone, but. Why? Who asked for that? Changing on a daily basis here at WWE, it seems. <laughs> I mean, clearly. <laughs> I think Shane McMahon is just like taking advantage of the opportunity. You know, I feel like he's never been, made Vince McMahon proud. He did a lot of things to try to make his father proud, including, you know, jumping off very high things. And now that Triple H is taking some time to, to, to better his health, Shane is like, I'm going to step in right now and I'm really going to become the son that he always wanted. He's like, first thing I'm going to do is book Brock Lesnar to win the Rumble. I mean, I, I think Vince would approve of that. Issa, you need to watch Succession. You need to understand yeah. Shane just looking for his father's approval. Feels so oh, he's, he's always been looking for it. Always. Never forget the oh. birthday tweet. Ever. Very much parallel. You'd love yeah. Succession, Issa. <laughs> I watch well, it. Let's uh, head on to AEW. Happy Black History Month to both of you. AEW has released their mixtape actually details in the track list for the mixtape which is set to debut february 18th it is called who we are a celebration of excellence volume one which of course is produced by mikey ruckus bootsy collins is very talented as uh appearances on this mixtape it looks like there's going to be 21 tracks on this mixtape that is triple the amount of wins black wrestlers had in the month of january but we have february in blood street month have you seen this news of these uh, new songs and mixtapes and whatnot? We did talk about this before on this podcast, but your initial reactions, if any, uh, Glenn, we'll start with you. I'm going to be very optimistic about this. I think there's a lot of talent involved with it. It seems like there was some, I don't want to say concern, but I think given the context in which this was announced, some people speculated this was sort of a thrown together response to try and uh, shift the public perception of AEW in regards to some of the very fair diversity criticism. And I have to say, looking at the talent and the thought and everything involved here, I am, I am optimistic about this being very good. Sure. I mean, if you look at the, at the release and, 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 and the list that Glenn was talking about, a lot of it talks about, telling the story behind some of the wrestlers in, in AEW. So I'm optimistic that they use this to tell the story, tell us who they are as characters, because the majority of the people whose stories we will get to hear in this mixtape, I have no idea who they are as a character. I don't know anything about them. So maybe hopefully this is what, what gets that started. You know, it gives them a platform to get started. Maybe they'll make cool music videos and, and really start a movement for them. I mean, we'll see what happens. I'm just glad that at least we'll get to learn some stories from some of the wrestlers that we know nothing about. And this hasn't yeah, really been done important. before. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's, it's very important to, you know, the idea of telling their stories is very paramount to yeah. a lot. I think is what at the center of a lot of these complaints and hopefully we get that more on television as well, because, you know, you can't wrap your way to the main event. There was only 120 seconds of promo time for black people across eight hours of AEW programming. So, uh, more of telling stories on television is going to help them. In addition to these songs, you know, I, I agree that there is a lot of talent on this album. I'm still pulling for an all musical episode of Dynamite. Yes. Listen, they have the talent to do it. They've got MJF, Chris Jericho. They've got Marco Stunt. Well, you know, until his contract expires, mm. so they, they can do this. They could. No, I, I looking at this. This looks like a very serious and well thought out project, and I'm excited to listen to it. 
Yeah. Shout Sweet. out to AEW and uh, Black History Month. And uh, finally, backstage talk on issues with the Women's Royal Rumble. We really kind of talked about this already, our thoughts on the Women's Royal Rumble. Apparently, it was described as a big mess uh, backstage. Uh, Tyson Kidd was not producing it, which turned off at least one person who was called to come back, who wouldn't, reportedly would not come back unless he was producing it. And uh, apparently, there was just a lot of miscommunication there, both backstage and in the ring. And it really did come off that way. Uh, uh, my general thoughts, I was really underwhelmed by the Women's Royal Rumble. Issa. Yeah, I was, I was sharing that with you guys before we went. Like, it, a lot of people just felt like a spot in the Rumble. And I didn't... Some of the returns, some of the legends were just used so... I don't know I don't know what the word that I'm looking for is, but they, they, actually, they weren't used. That's exactly the word that I'm looking for. They just came in the dating and left. I, I did think the... If I had to pick one, I did think the women's Rumble was a little more entertaining than the men's Rumble. I did see a little bit mm. more stories behind that absolutely loved the spot with nikki ash and mighty holly like that's that and mickey james will probably be the two things that i'm going to take away from this rumble and say oh my god those two moments were awesome um i thought that it was you know i, I you are you're used to seeing little stories or little reunions or just something happens within the rumble and moments that get you emotional nostalgia you can play off on it none of that happened in these two Royal Rumbles. It just felt like we're going to get to the finish because we have such big names that are going to win the Rumble that we don't need to try to book it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I do think in paper, you walk out and say, oh my God, Ronda Rousey and Brock Lesnar just won the Rumbles. That's mainstream gold for WWE. But the matches themselves for, for a fan favorite that we look forward to all year, yeah, the Women's Rumble just didn't feel any exciting, but I do think it was better than the men's. Yeah, and there were there were some good moments. I like seeing Sarah Logan. I thought that was cool. The the, the mom power yeah. on this rumble. There were so many women in there that have given birth like a yeah. year or two ago. And Sarah Logan, one of them, the winner of the Royal Rumble is still freaking breastfeeding. So there's so much yeah. girl mom power <laughs> this year in WWE, which is absolutely incredible. Like Ronda Rousey, I don't think her organs are back where they're supposed to be. And this woman is out there winning Royal Rumbles. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that's, that's pretty freaking impressive. And you got to give them props. So same with Sarah Logan. I thought she was great. The Bellas, you know, there was a lot of new moms in there that I, I personally, I'm not a mom. And I felt proud of them. So wow, that might be a record. That's a great um, narrative there. That might be a record. They're talking about Guinness Book of World Records. Most yeah. new moms in a Royal Rumble that might be yeah, looking you at that. Yeah, you have Becky Lynch, another newer mom, defending her title later on in, in the in the pay-per-view. You know, I just I just think that that's a very powerful message that they, I think it was Mick Foley who sent out a tweet about it. I, I would yeah. think that WWE would kind of like not capitalize on it, but mention it because I couldn't help yeah. but to, but to say that every time they were coming out i'm like this is pretty freaking powerful and awesome for women moms you don't have to give up your career so your dreams because you want to have babies so it was awesome and and ronda did make a post about it which i i thought was pretty epic i just feel like ronda winning is like if bill gates won the lottery tomorrow you want to fight (laughs) i'm just saying i'm just saying it's like what did bill gates need that extra lottery money does ronda need that golden ticket to wrestlemania yeah, she but she's coming in back in the she's Royal Rumble. It would really hurt I, her if she got eliminated. I think it would really take the wind out of the sails immediately. And, yeah. and reaction was amazing. I, I actually hated that they pulled her out on Raw with Becky Lynch because I was like, you could really run with Ronda That's a baby face here. She got a great reaction from the crowd. I, I personally think Brock, the way that he got screwed over, didn't need the Rumble win because his story is already told with Roman and Paul oh, Heyman. Yeah. So if you if we go 
you know, who needed the win. I will say a returning Ronda. Yeah, I know she's got the name value, but I feel if she comes back to Raw and just calls or SmackDown and just calls Charlotte Flair out without earning it, I think that will probably just automatically get defense against her because she's Ronda Rousey to where winning the Rumble, at least you you insert her into the storyline without her looking entitled. I will remember that when Bill Gates buys a winning lottery ticket, I will remember. I should be happy for his experience. This is the analogy. I mean, if he paid for the ticket, just because he's rich doesn't mean he didn't say, take the same route that we take. You know, it's like when J-Lo's mom hit the million-dollar jackpot in Atlantic City, you know? <laughs> the lottery would be canceled if Bill Gates won. That might that might yeah. be it for them. Like, you want to see what's going to cause the uprising in society? Yeah. That might be what does it. 100%. Um, but uh, I for me, it was, it was the uprising in society is Brock Lesnar, FI, and Bad Bunny right before his work. <laughs> like that for me will cause. I, I was like, please don't hurt him. I got tickets to these concerts. Come on, man. <laughs> Brock, Brock better watch it next time he wants to travel to Puerto Rico. Uh, people are going to be looking for him. Uh, no, I think uh, as weird as I felt about the rumble and the letdown, I have to say the Stone Cold Broken Skull session with Becky Lynch was incredible it is an hour and a half it is worth every second of your time and becky was very real in talking about wwe creative and i think just really painted a very good picture of her career and what she's been up against and uh i mean that that was an absolute high point of my saturday night watching that yeah steve austin is a great interviewer he's really developed into a, a really really good interviewer in terms of conversational yeah, he did so much research for that. It was absolutely. I fun. happen to think I'm a great interview as well. I asked AJ Styles yes. about his hair. Do you think anybody else in that room asked about his hair? No. Nope. I retweeted that. You touched it finally. How was it? What was it like? Soft. It was so soft. Wow. It looked soft. It looked like it was melting <laughs> in your hands. It was. <laughs> um, so. We have some super chats before we hop into NXT. Jay Patterson. Five dollars. Raquel Gonzalez was looking good tonight with her new do. Usually she'd be looking. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> that's that's not cool. Jay Patterson, messy as hell. <laughs> that's the first super chat. That's how we're gonna open super chat. Sometimes okay. I don't read the second half. Our returning champion, Jay Patterson. You give that man wow. respect. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, Jay Patterson, five dollars. Al, you see your favorite tag team, Suspect <laughs> Brothers. Oh, he's talking about Idris and Malik tonight. We'll get to that. I, there was some stuff that I liked and some stuff that, you know, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Uh, Tony Brown, 499, said, Issa, are you the same? From JD, just asked. I don't know. Assuming. I don't know. I don't. What's with the super chats tonight? These are all cryptic. <laughs> Tony Brown, $5. Tony Brown, $5. Thank you for your $5. Uh, Hojo to go Belinsky $5 out for the Green Bay Packers lost two coaches this week one of which is your 2021 MVP close friend what up AR to Denver question mark maybe who knows but the Green Bay Packers don't uh, rebuild we reload so whoever's behind center we'll be fine and we're hiring from within we're gonna win the Super Bowl next year you heard it here first Terry Allen Jr. $2.14 very specific 2k22 gameplay tomorrow excited question mark should be a fun game. The graphics look incredible. I was getting uh, dinner in the other room when the commercial played. Were they using a like cover of the Imagine Dragons song, or was that the actual song in the trailer? I think 
I think it was the actual song, but now I don't remember. It's the actual song. They always they always use actual songs for their trailers. Ah, yes. Well, it sounded different in the other room. I was unsure. That's why I asked. Um, you have an amazing sound system, Glenn. You always talk about it. So I'm I know. You, okay, here's what I didn't do today. So <laughs> I didn't have the speakers in the kitchen turned on. So I was in the kitchen and I was looking at the TV and I could only hear part of it. But I have to say, if you're ever renovating your house, it literally will cost about a hundred dollars a speaker extra to get that put into the ceiling. And I highly recommend it. I got a set in the kitchen and I got one in the guest bathroom. So now when I get up to watch or now when I get up to go to the bathroom and the TV's on, I could still hear the TV in the bathroom, which has been a game changer. The best hundred dollars I've ever spent. Oh my God. I would totally like just play something that will scare the little shit out of you while you're in the bathroom. Just. <laughs> Oh, my wife got up to use the bathroom, did not know the speaker was on, and I just loaded up Fortnite. And so when the machine gun fire started, uh, there was some shouting. I he probably felt like the knock on the door on the season finale at Yellow Jackets. That's exactly what she felt like. <laughs> ah, okay, let's uh, – speaking of which, our interview with Eduardo Sanchez, director of the season finale at Yellow Jackets, out now on the Yellow Jackets BuzzFeed. All sorts of inside scoops on that and uh, the Blair Witch Project. So, NXT tonight. Overall, overall, Issa, what did the, how did you feel about NXT tonight? Were you, were, you, were you on the edge of your seat, just engaged, intrigued, and ready to go? Absolutely not. Was it more like a Wendy Chu experience? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There was definitely some desire to nap and go to sleep, yes. Alfred, how about you? Same. This just felt like an episode of NXT, and um, they're getting a little harder and harder to watch. Yes. But uh, I, I, again, this is I think right in the middle of what I would expect for NXT. So I wasn't, I didn't think this was particularly bad, but I didn't think it was particularly right. Good. But it was a must-watch television, and mm-hmm. I love the comparison that you just made because I love that I get to talk about professional wrestling, you know, and it's part of my job. But the reason why I like it is because it never felt like a job. And I keep describing NXT as it feels like work. Watching NXT episode feels like work. And I want it to go back to being fun. Yeah. I mean, uh, for everything I liked tonight about NXT, the, it, like it would set me up and I'd be like, oh, I'm really interested in where this is going. And then something happened and I'd be like, oh. And, like, and I, I hate to say this because I really like uh, Nikita Lyons. I think she's got an incredible look. She's been doing stuff on 205 Live. But even her promo like started out great. And then she got on the mic and it was like, yeah, those bars okay. can use a little work. <laughs> and her music is really good. Like she's put out stuff as Faithy J that I've heard that's really good. And it's like I was yeah. really into that promo and then just. Yeah, I'm going to. This felt <laughs> like I'm sure she's very talented, but just the she way is. that was presented felt like a parody of it felt like the joke was on her like in terms of what this character was like and i don't know if that's her fault or how it was produced and how it came across and it's just this was pre-taped this wasn't in the (laughs) ring and i just feel like i need to state this this isn't just nxt this goes for wwe and AEW. if you were ever pre-taping a segment and it does not make your talent look really good do a couple more takes reshoot the damn thing uh maybe just don't air it because you're better off doing nothing rather than doing anything that presents your talent in a less than fantastic light especially when you have all the control in the world over it that's what i don't understand that's what makes zero sense to me 
I mean, preach. It's just so odd. I agree. So Especially something pre-tape. I can understand if something live doesn't come up the way that you want it to, but you had the opportunity to edit this to benefit your talent, and you didn't. My favorite part about NXT 2.0 tonight was the Manscaped ad by Duke Hudson. I thought I that was great. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the lawnmower and everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's just crazy to me that even if this is developmental and now it's less than the main roster, I mean, this isn't just public access TV. We don't just turn on the camera and let people go and do whatever they're feeling. Like, who is in control? You have let go of so many of your actual producers that who is ultimately responsible? Because I don't think it's HBK. I think HBK is there and he's in a good position. But, like, and this is no fault on him. He can't possibly be seeing overseeing all this, you know? And for whatever issues you had with Road Dog or some of the other uh, talents that were in charge there, at least there was someone that was accountable for it, cared about it, and had some pride in their work. And tonight did not feel like a show to me that had multiple people who were doing the best that they could behind the scenes to present their talent in the best light possible. And this is nothing against the talent that we saw showcased tonight, but it's like, sure. this is the difference of running a real sport and producing a television show. And as a TV show tonight, this was kind of whack. Extremely. Yeah. Very well said. And a lot of the same problems that we see with NXT in that uh, I like the idea that they're developing characters, but they're really ODing on that. And we still mm -hmm. got some new characters tonight that, again, it's going to get harder and harder to get invested in them if you don't think there's going to be a finish line to the amount of people. It's getting easier to tone some of these people out, in fact. Yeah, and the 50-50 booking is not helping anyone either. Yeah, and there's a lot of sameness. A lot of just yeah. sort of... Like, it's just bland. Um, it's unfortunate. And there were some good moments tonight, but even that didn't feel like they went as far with it as they could. You can kind of tell, based on the quality of what we saw tonight, who, I don't want to say that they're invested in, but who they're, like, actively, like, pushing, and everyone else is just sort of there. I mean, we opened tonight with a fantastic match, Imperium. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gunther, Marcel Barthel, and Fabian Eichner versus the Diamond Ooh. Mine. What's that? Oh, uh, Gunther. Gunther, 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 versus Diamond Mine, Roderick Strong, and Creed, and uh, Issa. Start with what did you think of this match? Uh, this match was lit. <laughs> I mean, there's no other way to explain it. It was a hot opener. They got right to it. Um, I couldn't help but to laugh at the crowd chanting Walter and commentary saying, you know, reminding us that his name is Gunther. But outside of that, the in-ring action was absolutely incredible. There was a couple of good matches. The in-ring was not lacking tonight on NXT. But I thought this was they were they were they were messing each other up, man. Like they were going at it hard. That I, I absolutely enjoyed it. I will watch it. I will rewatch this match. I thought this was pay-per-view quality takeover, premium live special, whatever we're calling them now in NXT. I thought you could have put this match on on their next special instead of until you know just tonight. It was fun. And Walter will always be Walter. Yeah, this was, I, I love this match. This was very, very good. They they worked their asses off, in fact. Uh, but WWE is going to have a fight on its hand now with this Walter name because nine and a half times out of 10 when these fans, oh, I'm never going to say that name. No, he's always going to be Brian Danielson. They're, it's full of crap. They eventually end up conforming. This might be one of those times where 
Walter might prevail because this is what we were talking about last week, in fact, in that they're taking Walter away from the crowd so that this doesn't happen. Well, I think they brought him back too soon because these fans were insistently chanting Walter. Again, the way they chant that, the sing-songy Walter, it's very obvious. And I think they're not going to go down without a fight. So WWE needs to be prepared for a fight to where at some point, if these fans don't let up, they're going to have to just decide, listen, we'll go back to Walter, give the people what they want. But they might have one of those rare fights where they lose a fight about a wrestler's name. Maybe we need a cinematic match that is like Superman 3 in the junkyard with Bizarro Superman versus Clark Kent where Gunter can (laughs) kill Walter. Put him inside the trunk of a car, crush it, and then Gunter prevails. Why do I, I need it. this in my life? Yes, please. <laughs> Superman 3, highly underrated. Richard Pryor is very funny in oh, it. Oh, yeah, he is. Steals the show. Good. The robot lady at the end terrified me as a child, still terrifies me now. And the Dark Superman arc is actually incredible. One of the best things ever in a Superman movie. Yeah, agreed. And we had Ronda Rousey last night calling people by their government names. Now he's cool again, so we might as well keep calling him Walter. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and Creed, what is up with Creed looking like they're wearing singlets made out of like like sheets, like diamond sheets material with like diamond clip art all over it? Di- if you want Diamond Mind to be cool, like we really need to work on this gear because Creed did not look cool tonight. Oh, you didn't like the little diamonds are all around the place, the pattern? NC man. It did not <laughs> look. I mean, like, and when Imperium won, that was the right call because, um, and Roderick Strong, oh, how the mighty have fallen. You know, like Diamond Mine, if they're supposed to be this badass, badass athletic stable, um, I mean, they got to go back to getting like matching track suits, really cool looking gear, really slick. This did not look cool tonight, what they were dressed in in the ring. I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm a big Project Runway fan. And every season they do this um, challenge where they have to custom make their fabric and print it. And I was looking at their gear, wondering if that was somebody trying to be super cool and make them gear out of something custom printed that just went completely wrong or maybe printed in the wrong <laughs> material. And that's why it looks so bad because th- the concept was cool. It just looked like clip art. Yeah, I think it was too on the nose. I don't think there's too many diamonds. There is a such thing as too many diamonds. Yes. And so by the end of the match tonight, Creed was indeed in their own prison asking, what's this life for as Gunter got the pin in Imperium 1? I love Malcolm Bivens trolling this company. It is it, it's uh, it really kind of opens the door for him to go back to Walter if if this is going to be at the central point of all these promos from Malcolm Bivens. But uh, Malcolm Bivens is very funny on social media and in real life trolling the Walter name to Gunther. Yes. Toxic attraction tonight. What did you think of this through line tonight with Mandy and Gigi and JC? And uh, Mandy, I think tonight's probably the most TV time Mandy has ever gotten on a single episode of a TV show that she didn't wrestle on. Yeah, I'm all for through lines. Um, may, this wasn't my favorite because it got into silly territory with the food fights and stuff like that. But I like this style. This is a, something I'm specifically complaining about for this show is they just throw all these different things at you and you don't know what to pay attention to. But if they would take one person a week and they get the story throughout NXT, that's how you really build these characters instead of just one vignette after another. So I'm all for the through line. Now the subject matter could improve, vastly improve, in fact, from what we saw today. Yeah, I agree. And I know that there was more segment to this, but you, I love a show that has a beginning, middle and ending and, and the storyline carries throughout. And, and I felt like they were going there. And then it got a little bit silly to where we got to the point where she kidnaps 
the other two members. I'm like, we could really go somewhere with this without it getting silly. And then it did get silly at some point. Um, I, you have to give Mandy Rose more TV time. I think they, they keep protecting her from, I don't know if it's from cutting promos or what it is, because I do think she's improved vastly, you know, a lot from the Mandy Rose that we used to know, but her sitting by the pool cutting five-second promos was not cutting it anymore. She's your women's NXT champion. She needs to show up and, and be cutting long promos and be featured in the show because the women's title has always been a big, huge part of NXT. So oh, yeah. I, I was happy to see her get more TV time. And we got an Otis mention tonight in a promo against her. Yeah. And an Otis. I bet, I bet you were happy. I bet you were happy. <laughs> goes to bed and it's like Wolverine just like stroking the photo, looking longingly at Otis. <laughs> he saved he saved the scooter race for Gable last night. Yeah. I, I, lo- I love that segment. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I love that freaking segment. <laughs> I was entertained too. I was just a visual of Otis in that speed skating suit and I know. Chad Gable the is aero, just, the aerodynamics. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Chad Gable is really coming into his own. I'm really liking uh, Alpha Academy. It's really happened Me kind too. of out of nowhere, but they've been together so long that I think their chemistry has just gotten better and he's gotten more comfortable with it. Yeah, but I think like this this program with, with Riddle and the, the spelling B was also so much fun. And then last night oh, was yeah. fun. But yeah, we, that's not what we're talking about. But I will say I thought that was a very entertaining segment. Um, yes, raw references are lost on me. I don't remember <laughs> what I was doing last night. You're not missing much. Oh, the Janet Jackson documentary. That's what I was doing. Oh, I still got to watch that. I hear, you know, I hear she had some things to say about Michael that he was mean to her when they were kids, but come on. Mm. Wow. Uh, so, and people getting kidnapped. This is NXT. This is what happens. Yeah. Disappear from that parking lot. Just how it goes. Um, so yeah, these promos are good, and you know, we'll talk a little more what happened later. But I liked, you know, her talking about her accomplishments. I think that uh, Kaylee Ray, they're doing their best to build her up. But Alfred, do you think that uh, Kaylee Ray is being seen really on the same level as Mandy, given that most of this audience probably isn't that familiar with NXT UK? Yeah, well, they're trying, and they keep hammering home that longest reigning women's champion, which is a good accolade to have. I mean, it is a little tainted because part of that was when the world was shut down and nobody could defend it. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. But I didn't like the presentation of Kaylee Ray on this. I felt like she came off heelish. And there really wasn't an explanation in terms of, I don't know if that's a lot of babyface merit that you're going to bully your way with a baseball bat into getting a world title shot. She came off as unhinged. And Manny Rose was this unlikable, like, movie character trying to run away from the slasher. and. I just didn't think it fit her character as to her with this baseball bat chasing around Mandy Rose. If she's if she's so uh, proud of her athletic accomplishments of being this world-class competitor and the longest reigning world champion, she doesn't need to bludgeon somebody with a baseball bat to get her opportunities. Yeah. I mean, they're dragging this out. I think, I think they don't know who Mandy's next competitor is going to be. And I, I have a feeling with the way NXT is going, Mandy's going to still be women's champion going into Vengeance yeah. Day. Yeah, I also don't, I didn't like Mandy running away. I get it's part of the story, but it was just like a couple of weeks ago, you were not afraid to take a triple threat match with Cora and, and Raquel Gonzalez. Like, why are you afraid of this one now? All of a the sudden, they haven't built Kylie Ray yet to be somebody that I would look at and say, oh no, I'm scared of her. So I don't, I didn't think it made sense for Mandy to be scared of her when she, I mean, if I'm looking at all of them and not being familiar with the accolades. I will find Raquel Gonzalez to be the more intimidating, and she got through her. Yeah. Um, and uh, Cora Jade. So can can Cora Jade and Raquel Gonzalez 
coexist. Well, not yet, because tonight they had to have a one-on-one match uh, where Raquel won. Um, but now they're going to team up in the Dusty? Yes. Um, well, I'm just glad that, again, the more teams have stories and backstories, the better. So at least they're trying with these two. But there seemed to be – I don't know if it was wardrobe malfunctions or something because it kept the screen kept going blank. And I think there was something going on with uh, Raquel. Yeah, something was going on. My screen, my screen kept going like dark as well for for a big majority of it. And once again, the 50-50 booking. I know I sound like a broken record every week, but it's like a couple of weeks ago, it seemed like Cora J was getting the bigger push in the, the biggest yeah. push in the company. And now yeah. here she is losing, which losing to Raquel should not hurt anyone, right? But I just, how am I going to be invested when she's already losing matches after you made her seem like such a badass after war games? Yeah. Well, we shall see. Um, Saray versus Kayla Inlay tonight. And I mean, they didn't come right out and say it, but that necklace has superpowers, right? That's the transformation. Yeah. Goes from uh, the uh, schoolgirl Saray to the wrestler Saray just with the necklace and walking into smoke, apparently. I mean, it's kind of cool. I mean, if, 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 if Saray didn't have a run before this, I would think this was the most genius launch for a gimmick ever if she and we're talking about gutha versus gutha we can have schoolgirl saray versus saray saray i mean let's go let's get this doppelganger's nxt pay-per-view going and tony D'Angelo steal the necklace oh that that's <laughs> yeah oh my god that's if that doesn't happen like that's how she should lose her first match someone steals a necklace she can't transform or maybe it's like a teen wolf situation where he can't transform into the wolf but he has to win the game as himself I think Tony D steals it and pawns it off at the bodega. <laughs> uh, I think I think Wendy Chu buys like steals it because she's a thief that was proven. Oh yeah, she, so. yeah, we'll get into that. That's a good <laughs> choice, actually. Taking your uh, Baron Corbin gimmick. Um, uh, but no, I like Saray. I thought this was a good match. This is to me this, this feels like the strength of nxt 2.0 i would rather have more characters like this and tony d'angelo than oh they're a gifted athlete and the best of what they do it's like I've, i can watch AEW if i want to see that yeah. give me characters i like what they're doing saray saray is i mean again it's another new character and another reboot for her but at least she's kind of tying it back to what happened to her in the old nxt so it seems more like a progression than them just reintroducing her yeah. I'm still on defense about it. I want to see where they go. I want to like it. But again, they're not doing a good job at developing this brand new character. So I feel like I have a defense mechanism when it comes to NXT and the new. It's like a relationship, you know, like I don't I don't, I don't, want to let my walls down quite yet because I don't want to be disappointed. <laughs> well, Saray got the victory there. And then we went to Duke Hudson, who apparently used to be addicted to gambling. And now he's addicted to inflicting pain. Is that is that in GA? Is that part of the GA steps? <laughs> I, I believe so. Uh, I will say this. I thought with the material he was given, I came away impressed with this. I couldn't care less about this character when he came back because now he lost the game with him. He's just a guy, and I don't know why he's there. But at least he tried to create a bridge as to why did you go from poker guy to this? What is this? He answered all these questions. Now, Am I interested in this character? Not quite yet, but this as a standalone promo in a vacuum, I thought was good. Alfred's new gimmick, easily impressed. 
that would be an incredible <laughs> NXT gimmick if someone backstage just like popped for everything. <laughs> Yo, that was awesome, man. Great. This is awesome. Duke Hudson's the greatest wrestler of all time. <laughs> I mean, I called this a manscape ad. You know, <laughs> like like over there shaving his head. I I did I did like some of the words that he that he put in there, but I mean, all that we know from Duke Hudson is that he used to be, I don't know how you become addicted to something that you suck at. Like, like he was bad at poker. He lost all his money within like two episodes of yeah. the gimmick. So it's like, you're addicted. <laughs> you would think that he'll be good at it, but he's not. Then he lost his hair. So even if the even if the promo was good, it's hard to believe that the dude can do anything. He's We haven't been impressed with what we've seen from him. Yeah, who knows where they go with this character? I just, uh, you know, I, I had no idea why he was in here. He Harvard had no purpose shot. before he cut this. And then it's like, okay, well, at least he's explaining to us what he's doing here. Well, in fairness, I mean, people that are addicted to gambling, I think it's a part of the issue that they are bad at it and they keep doing it despite the fact that it's not going their way. So I don't think success and addiction necessarily always overlap when it comes to gambling and poker right. and there's ways to cheat at it or you could like go and do blackjack and start counting cards at least you know well they only call it a gambling addiction when you start losing like if you're addicted to gambling and you're like a millionaire it's like well i wouldn't call that addicted i would call that winning but if you're addicted to gambling and you lose your house that sounds like an addiction you lose your hair over gambling yeah sounds like you might have a problem so yes i believe he was addicted to gambling so by the textbook definition of addiction being continuing destructive behavior in light of consequences, being addicted to inflicting pain, hmm, there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Well, That's a weird addiction to pick up. Like, you know, they say you replace an addiction with another. How do you go yeah. from gambling to inflicting pain? <laughs> Is it like a masochistic thing is that masochistic or no, masochism is when you enjoy pain yeah when you enjoy pain so he's a sadist so is that yes. what we're going with this character i don't know oh my this god is... he's gonna come out next week wearing freaking carry on cross mask <laughs> the carry on cross mask that that, that looks like something a sadist would oh be. yeah it did yeah so 50 shades of gray and everything before we manage to offend some group um <laughs> let's move on and talk about the promo segment between nxt north america champion carmelo hayes and trick williams with cameron grimes facing off in the ring what'd you think of uh, these promos isa uh did you see that carmelo hayes tried to call out bad bunny though just want to point that out there I reported oh, wow. those news earlier. He tried to call out Bad Bunny. He don't want that smoke. Just telling you that right now. Carmelo <laughs> he don't want that smoke. Um, this is fun. I, I actually find Carmelo and Trek Williams to be a highlight of NXT every week for me. Like, I really, really enjoy it. I love the way they talk. They just sound so different. They're fun. Their promos stick. So give them a mic, and I'm, and I'm always here for it. I do have a hard time with the whole, they unified the titles, but they don't mention it. Like they don't mention the Cruiserweight title. Like the North American title just stayed that. They didn't even give it a new design, nothing. So <laughs> what was that? It was just an excuse to get rid of the Cruiserweight title. Then we should have gone with the with the Gacy story. That would have been more interesting, right? That Now I'm overthinking. Overall, I always love when these two guys cut a promo. Yeah, that Gacy story will be one of the great missed opportunities. Yes. The all-inclusive open championship that would have been 
could have been a lot of fun television. And there were those reports that Vince was high on Joe Gacy. So this would be a perfect vehicle to showcase that this character's strength if it would have, you know, had those strengths with this title, which I think it would have. But I thought this was a uh, this was pretty fun. In fact, I like Cameron Grimes running the dozens with Carmelo and Trick. Trick was good as always. Um, they they really are doing a good job between Trick and Carmelo developing that chemistry of them playing off of one each other, uh, another. And uh, so I thought just based on like a promo segment to build interest in a match, this did its job because now I do want to see these two go one on one. It's tough because I feel like NXT sometimes has so many clear fan favorites that when you have two of them against each other, it I, like I feel uncomfortable. I want situations where I clearly know who I'm rooting for. And in this one, I'm just very confused. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. But I will say in a show that we have a little bit of a hard time watching sometimes, them coming out always perks me up and makes me pay attention. Uh, so Pete Dunn challenged Tony D'Angelo to a steel cage match. Pete I Dunn thought he was him. dead. Who didn't finish the job? Like, who, Tony needs to talk to his crew. I thought we got rid of him. Yeah, they should have a match where the loser, like, in order to beat the guy, you throw him into a pile of, like, cement. And then they just go under, and then that's it. Get some finality here. We'll see. Tony. I mean, he, we had a funeral. There was a beautiful picture of Pete yeah. Dunn. False <laughs> advertising. Uh, so we had LA Knight versus Joe Gacy tonight. Uh, Alfred, what'd you think of this? It was a mediocre match, but fans seem to be taking to LA Knight. And I, I'm kind of interested now to see how he would fare on the main roster because I feel like. He's somebody that Vince would have interest in at least early on. And then who knows what he does with it from there. But uh, he started coming to his own. I'm, I've never been the biggest LA Knight fan, but within NXT 2.0, he started to become one of the more popular characters. I think people, maybe they're just grasping onto any semblance of NXT 1.0, but you know, I, I, I could tell that the crowd was reacting to him. That's really good. Yeah. And we did Jeff. have interference tonight. in this. No, match. go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, talk about someone I thought we were going to see at the Rumble. I thought we would yeah. see LA Knight in the Rumble. Yeah. Or Grayson Waller, given that he was on Raw. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Grayson Waller's bodyguard, uh, Sango, was out there tonight. An interference caused Joe Gacy to win this match. So pretty sure we're going to get a triple threat uh, with these guys at Vengeance Day. Can't wait. Uh, Triple threat. Wait a minute. Triple threat between Gacy, LA Knight, and Gacy, Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller. With Harland and Sanga tearing it up at ringside during the match. You don't think they go one on one? Waller versus Knight? Uh, No, because I think I could see them involving Gacy in it because. I mean, this is a weird thing to say, given how much I dislike Joe Gacy's gimmick. I think it's corny and stupid. Joe Gacy, I think, is the best promo of the three as far as something that actually has meat on the bone and connects. Grayson Waller Waller is out there feeling like he's delivering A material, and credit to him that he's delivering nothing. Same with with LA Knight. Those guys, the delivery is on point, but the material is terrible. Joe Gacy at least is, like, quirky and bad. I don't know. I find him more entertaining. I think you need him in that feud. Maybe to take the pin, even. I could see it if, you, if they want to extend it. Yeah, because it's only a couple of weeks away. So maybe that's what they do uh, before they get to, to Waller and Knight. Yeah, two weeks away. Yeah, two weeks. Two weeks from tonight. So we'll see. Maybe it's one-on-one. Um, so after that, Von Wagner with Robert Stone. Alfred, are you excited? I am not excited. 
Von Wagner needs to get me excited. Until I believe that he believes, then I'll believe. Von Wagner, excite Alfred. You may use any method of your choosing. Get Alfred excited. We're going to need a lot more Robert Stone. In this you know, it's sad. We were just talking about Alfred. His new gimmick is being easily impressed. And now he's saying Von Wagner doesn't impress him. I think we have a serious problem with Von Wagner. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe, maybe I have a split personality. You know, maybe I'm either easily impressed or it takes uh, more than enough to impress me. Okay. So are we talking to Alfred or are we talking to this is nasty? <laughs> <laughs> This is the nasty. This is a very nasty uh, version of a gimmick. I mean, he did look very here. tall. He did look very tall. I don't know if that. He did look very tall. He's got that going for him. That's good. <laughs> yeah, he's got that going for him. But yeah, this didn't do anything for me. I can't was... even remember a word he said. Did he even say a word? Does he? He need did to? say something. He did say something at the end. It was. Uh, see, now I can't even remember. It was something that was like. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. One of these days. Uh, Amari Miller versus Wendy Chu and uh, Tiffany Stratton's credit card got involved in this match. <laughs> just seems so ridiculous. But Wendy She's Chu, stolen. Wendy Chu, uh, Slurpees are now part of Wendy Chu's gimmick. Yes, they're really leaning into I think it's kind of funny how she finds different ways to fall asleep on her opponent, like how she curled up on her leg like a dog. That was kind of very funny. Um, and Wendy Chu is really, she's got a good face in terms of being a baby face or this kind of childlike face for this gimmick in the onesie. I think that's probably the inspiration for putting her in a onesie. So it is kind of weird and a complete comedy gimmick, but I think she can make it work. I think this is getting over. I think this is one of the most over gimmicks. Yeah, they're chanting for her. They're chanting for Wendy and, uh, she's a good worker. So she could pull something like this off and, uh, make it look good. Make it look like her own. So. Yeah, she's and... definitely committed. She's definitely committed to the gimmick. Wrestle in the pajamas. Love the entrance music. Uh, I once again, I think Tiffany's fake rich. I don't think that's her real credit card because if, if, if she if that happens to me, I pull out my phone, cancel the card and be like, hi, jokes on you. Like right then and there, you can cancel a credit card now within two seconds of yeah. it getting stolen. So well, what if it's not her credit card? You know, no, it's, it's her. It's her uh, daddy's credit card. Kevin Nash's credit card. It's a prepaid card. It's a prepaid card. <laughs> She's embarrassed because now Wendy Shoe is going to use it to go shopping and realize that there's no money in it. It's going to get declined. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would be interesting. That would be a twist. Uh, so Wendy winning this match was good. She's very over with the audience. This gimmick. I, I mean, d does this gimmick end up with a championship? Does she end up beating Mandy Rose? I could almost see it happen. No, I, I mean, I couldn't see it going that far. It depends on how over it gets, which I do think it'll get over to a degree, but I don't think they're looking at this as a world championship type character. Maybe she wins one half of the tag team titles and she's always asleep at the apron so she can't tag in. That'd be kind of fun. That would be funny, actually. <laughs> in the old NXT, this would not be a championship gimmick. In the new NXT, this could absolutely be a championship Oh, yeah, gimmick. sure. Yeah, and, and looking at her work in terms of somebody who could wrestle, who can go 10, 15 minutes in a world title match, she could absolutely do that. She's on the short list in NXT 2.0 of people who can do that. I mean, derivative of what Orange Cassidy especially used to do on the indies, but I could see she gets a shot of coffee or a Red Bull and then just, you know. When Wendy Chu discovers energy drinks, look out, everyone. Because uh, yeah. she's going to go on a winning streak. She'll be unstoppable. 
Um, so she won that. We had uh, Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell backstage. Indy and Persia were talking about their title shot of Vengeance Day. Brooks Jensen walked up. Uh, oh, so it was, I wasn't sure if it was Brooks or Dunn. It was Brooks. And I uh, wanted relationship advice for Caden Carter and uh, basically said that uh, men shouldn't talk so much. That was the advice they gave him. No, she said men shouldn't talk at all. Not so much. She said men shouldn't talk at all. It's all about the look. It's all about yes. the look. Dexter gave her the hot tub look. The hot tub look. Just the same way that Alfred Alfred gives girl the waiting room look. Yes. Dexter has the hot tub look. Have a seat. I'll be with you in five minutes. It's just a look. <laughs> now, do, you, do you have a sign-in sheet in the waiting room? <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. You have a sheet? Come on, Alfred. Put up an iPad. You're going to be professional it, here. You should get okay, the so numbers. Get an iPad and make it like a digital checking list. Come on. Okay, you should get the, the numbers idea. on the roll like at the deli. Where you have to take the number. <laughs> Everybody takes the number like a sticker. <laughs> number 69. <laughs> no Was this before or after the Idris and, and uh, Malik promo? Because these oh, are kind yeah, of the yeah, same yeah. That's right, that's idea right. that they're going. Like, I feel like at times NXT is being booked like a coming of age TV show, but they're grown ass men who are like asking for advice. It's like, I'm supposed to believe that these guys, like, at least don't know me. Listen, maybe it's a generation because you know everybody's on Hinge now. Everybody's on the dating apps where they didn't develop the social skills. So you know what? Maybe they are struggling to talk to people in real life. Maybe that's the story that we're telling here. Yes. Um, so you're right. Thank you. Uh, this this did not get the separate section in the Wrestling Inc. recap, perhaps that it deserved. Oh, it did deserve it. Um, so Malik played and Idris Nofair backstage going over possible tag team names <laughs> and they're obsessed with Mandy Rose and then what would you say if Mandy was here right now and then she appeared stumbled into the room and fell onto his lap uh, Kaylee Ray chased her with the baseball bat Nofair wanted to go fight but Blade said he needed a minute because he <laughs> unable to stand up and uh, Wade Barrett says the competition to get a date with Rose is stiffening yeah, that happened. <laughs> this, this is up and down. And they also suggested a new tag team, the Bold, Brave, and Courageous, which would be BBC. So I hope they run with that. Uh, they didn't get to like, say it on TV, so they're probably not going to say that. But uh, <laughs> Like the channel that shows Sherlock in the UK? Sure, like that channel. Other channels, too. You know, online channels, too. Um, that... <laughs> I'll be... Do you think that's actually going to... I mean, if that happens... Why not? If they're bold, brave, and courageous, I see no problem with it becoming BBC. If it's bold, brave, and courageous, I mean, we have to see. Obviously, we have to see what they can do. Can they live up to the name? Like for real, if they can live up to the name, I need. I need to see how bold, brave, and courageous they are. (laughs) Otherwise, (laughs) it's a fake gimmick. So, <laughs> so we're talking like feats of strength, like you know, to, right? To make right. Sure that they're not scared to jump off a cliff or something. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, this podcast is getting a lot more challenging to do with the straight face if that ends up being the name. Listen, we have to make this fun somehow. Please, right? they've got they've got to chant that. Me, these fans will, on I, you. I want the fans I chanting will. BBC. I will say that sometimes I do sit here and wonder what will happen if Roman Reigns was in the room right now. And I really wish he fell in my lap the way Mandy fell on his lap. <laughs> She'd need more I than mean, a minute. 
remember on, in the in the 80s on the show growing pains there was a character named boner they got that by right. standards and practices so anything's possible Itzy with the $5 super chat. Speaking of which, uh, with the Usos banned from Roman's match, perfect time for Solo Sokoa to debut. Would the crowd have popped for any of the 2.0 talent at the Rumble? No, that would be my fear in having them there. Mm -hmm. So it might have been best case scenario that they didn't roll them out because having this full stadium full of people being like, who the hell is this? It it would really hurt them and the brand. Solo would have been... I mean, that with the Usos being banned, I mean, that, that probably would not have gone well for establishing Solo as... At the Solo. same time, I will say that because they have messed so much with people's entrance music, there was a lot of people that were familiar with that got absolutely no reaction because we are yeah. not familiar with their entrance songs anymore. There were so many people that came out that I was like, when did they change their theme music? I, I think Shayna Baszler was someone that if I would have recognized the music, I would have gone crazy for, but it took me a second to figure out who was coming out. They really Really need to work on their theme song. I think the entrance of a wrestler is such an emotional investment part that we have connection with these performers. So NXT 2.0 would have gotten the same reaction that a lot of them have because people don't know the entrance music anymore. Yeah, and that's a great point, especially with Robert Roode, who you could argue had the best theme yeah. music in wrestling. And his new theme music with Dolph Ziggler, who also I thought had really good, really catchy theme music. Their new theme song is trash. It is just this generic, yeah. you know, Look at the like, people oh, that got the biggest reactions are those that still have their own entrance music that people recognize. Shinsuke, AJ Styles, like Ronda Lita. Rousey, Rock. Yeah, Lita. Like, there was like... Yeah, the people that still had their own music got decent reactions. There was a lot of people in there that I watch every week, and I was like, Ricochet, I didn't even realize he got new music. Yeah, It's, it's a mess. It's a mess when it comes to the entrance song. So I think NXT 2.0 would have gotten a similar reaction to a lot of the main roster yeah. stars just based on their music. Uh, we got two vignettes back-to-back. We got Draco Anthony, who had a match tonight, former U.S. Marine, who made his debut tonight against Andre Chase, but, uh, Andre Chase. But then we had the vignette for Nikita Lyons. And as we said, like I cannot stress this enough. Great look, great character, all the confidence in the world. She's done modeling. She's done music. She's done so much before this. And they go to have her. She's bragging. She's writing her own lyrics. And she goes to drop those bars. And she I dropped just, them all right. I was not impressed with her rapping. To borrow a phrase. Put her put her in that mixtape for AEW, man. She's a star. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does she get a story? By the way, that AEW mixtape, one song per rapper. Every, every wrestler gets a story on that mixtape. So would she be like the one for white representation? Maybe she gets a story to even... <laughs> <laughs> we need a Tony D'Angelo story rap song. Oh, he needs to do the only if he gets to be the rapper. Just give yes. him Enzo's old music and let Tony drop some new bars over it. I think it'll yes. work. It's already there, it's already done. Uh, Nikita Lyons, I've been looking forward to this debut for such a long time, and tonight I'm just, just so disappointed with how this video. I felt bad too because she hyped it up on Twitter. I saw her tweet, she was like, You might want to watch 2.0 tonight, and I was like, For that. She's so likable. Her other stuff is, is so good, and I'm just yeah. so worried. Hopefully, she, she's able to roll out some of the other stuff that she has in terms of, you know, maybe her theme music's going to be super lit, and it'll all work out. But this, again, and okay. this is also, I'm getting numb to all these new characters. So it's just like, oh, another new person I have to remember. 
Okay, Glenn, if you had to listen to somebody's music all day, would you pick Nikita or Ollie J? Oh, Nikita. 100 Great times. question. Really? That quickly? <laughs> no, I've heard some of her music is Faithy J. Like, she is very talented. Um, I think she's a huge get for WWE given all of the different skills she brings to the table. But yeah, like, I mean, look, we people are looking at those Spotify stats for Ali J. Like, Ali J is Instagram famous. She's not music famous. Yeah. You know, after after that performance of NXT, everything could change for her. Yeah, it could. <laughs> <sighs> I'm just saying, Poppy had like four million streams a month on Spotify. I think Ali J had like a hundred. So, so do they still consider Poppy NXT 1.0? So now she gets cut off from all this too. Oh yeah, yeah. we'll uh, never see her Poppy. again. Mm, done with the Poppy era. Yeah. Um. So. Let's talk about, oh, uh, Saray was in a good mood. She was back to her normal self. Uh, the powers of the, the necklace had worn off. But then Dakota Kai, Dakota Kai is just like the wet blanket, just throwing like, like gloom on everyone backstage. Just saying, I can tell that means a lot to you. Don't get too attached to it. Um, who's going to steal the necklace? I think Dakota Kai, like... Uh, what, what, so do you think Dakota Kai, what's her end game, uh, Alfred, in all this? Um, maybe back to Raquel Gonzalez, because this whole thing is predicated on her splitting with Raquel Gonzalez, and so now she doesn't trust anybody. But, you know, she, I think she's going a little bit too much in that direction. I, I, I wish she would just play a normal human, because she's really good at <laughs> cutting promos, and now she's just this unhinged, like, crazed ex, which I don't, you know, she, they could do better with her. Yeah, I agree. I, I miss the old Dakota a little bit. I don't know what the hell they're doing with her. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Andre Chase versus Draco Anthony. Yeah, Chase, you! Like, Alfred, I have to give it to you. I think Chase, you has gotten legitimately over. I think yes. the paid plants they had actually worked to turn the crowd uh, into a participation event of course it's the greatest con in wrestling it's one of the easiest things that you just pay a bunch of people to cheer for you and then everybody else is going to want to do it because they see a group of people doing it and they're kind of leading these chants and then now it's like actually organic in terms of how people are chanting again the presentation what they're doing this match was you know it was his first match with uh draco anthony so you know he's got a ways to go and uh, i think he could use a mouthpiece but i really still continue to like the presentation of andre chase what did you think of the match, Issa? And Draco losing in his debut. Yeah, that made me mad because I yeah. liked the video package that they did for him and, and the presentation was great. I really thought that, why why do that video package and get us invested? Um, and then he just loses right away. That, it made me a little mad. But I can't I can't support Chase U until I figure out what the what the curriculum is. What what can I learn at Chase U? Do you, you know, I think it should be cheap. You know, like student loans, could you, do you forgive student loans? Like, I, I need to know more about Chase U as an educational establishment before I can chant that out loud. That's a good point. <laughs> it's a very corrupt world with, uh, with college tuitions and so all saying. that we've seen. So maybe, you know, if they really want to lean in on him being a heel, then he will be like a corrupt person who steals from him. I think that could be a good layer to his character. Do you remember that movie? What was it where the people were like, well, never mind. It actually happened in real life. What I was going to say when people were like getting paid to get kids in 
colleges. Oh, yeah, like what Lori Laughlin did. Yeah, yeah. We, can get a, we can get an Aunt Becky appearance on NXT 2.0. We can make this happen. You know what? I can see it. With the way NXT 2.0 is, I can actually see that happening. Yeah. Maybe it's like uh, that SNL sketch for Winston University, where the only day you have to show up is on Parents' Day to the fake college. <laughs> and they split your tuition check for you, and you get to go off and live life, and they give you a diploma at the end of four years. Wasn't there also a movie about a fake college with uh, Jonah Hill? Uh, I think that wasn't that a real college accepted. Accepted, yes, yes, yes. Just along, I think it was a fake fraternity. What was the? I can't. Maybe it was a fake college. I haven't seen. I think it, it was before. a fake college. Interesting. Interesting. Cable has been showing the movie College recently with uh, Gary Owen and uh, uh, what's his face from Drake and Josh. That is perhaps the worst film I've ever seen. Watch that at three in the morning the other night. It was just on, and I was like, "This is awful." There was no excuse this should have been made in two thousand eight. Like no, this I is just it. this wouldn't even have been this shouldn't have even flown like in in the mid eighties. Like this was just bad, bad, bad. Um, I don't know how my brain got here, but now I really want to watch The Faculty. Oh, the faculty's yeah, dope. That was that good. Was such a good movie. I haven't watched it in years, and now this conversation. I, listen, ADHD. Okay, my brain just went there. I need to the find film. where it's streaming so I can watch it. It all makes sense. Uh, yeah, it's been on cable lately. I've noticed when I'm flipping the channels. Uh, main event tonight: Legado del Fantasma versus Braun Breaker and Tommaso Ciampa. And can the go coexist? They were doing coordinated dance moves together. These guys are getting along great. Uh, Alfred, what did you think yeah. of the match? It was a good match. It went too long, I felt, and I felt that uh, Santos Escobar was almost impossible to take seriously because yes. his job was to just react to things, and his, <laughs> he had like one reaction, everything, where he's like he had his mouth open, and um, I, I felt like like it was, that part was weird, but it was a fun table spot that they did with Raul Mendoza, I believe it was, and uh, it was fun seeing uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Braun Breaker have good chemistry. Are they in the Dusty? Cup, because I think that'd be a fun story to tell if you had them in the Dusty Cup together. Uh, but uh, they were fine as a tactic. I just felt like this match went way too long. Yeah, I almost wish they would have swapped and closed with the opener. You know, like I wish the opening match was the main event. Um, but yeah, I mean, Tommaso Ciampa wins the title, drops it, and pairs with somebody random in a tag team. Seems to be his gimmick. And repeat, you know. <laughs> uh, but it was I was shocked to see how good of a chemistry they have. And Santos Escobar and the Gabriel Fantasma, the mighty has fallen. I can't take them seriously as winners or anything. And it's probably because they just lost so many matches that at this point, I don't see them as credible contenders for anyone. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Um, good match, though. Braun and Champa definitely makes sense. But yeah, Electra Lopez, like, not even doing anything. Yeah. Very weird. And then you think the show is over, but no, Kaylee Ray continues to chase of Mandy Rose and says, if we get Vengeance Day next week, I want my title shot. Where did the other members of Toxic Attraction go? She kidnapped. Yeah, they Where never explained that. TGI Friday. Applebee's? I don't know. There are Applebee's. They're waiting on Alfred. So we're oh, yeah, absolutely. Off. I would know if it was Applebee's. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, but backstage, before that, we forgot that uh, Mandy Rose, Kaylee Ray threw food on her, like birthday cake and spaghetti. I hated it. Do we think that was, um, what's his name? The jacket guy that eats all the junk food and then ends up in the toilet? That was probably his food. Um, come on, Jiro. <laughs> yes. Mandy Rose is covered in... <laughs> 
like foodborne bacteria. Yeah, because he eats. Remember, he was eating like all that junk food at that at that horrible video package. So I bet you that was his. Oh, yeah. Guarantee you that. That makes that's a complete long term booking. So I like it. <laughs> oh my god, this was just such a weird freaking episode tonight. Yeah, yeah, there were a couple of things that I that I did enjoy, but it, it's just the continuation of all the things that are wrong with NXT 2.0. They just give you too much, too many new characters being introduced, and uh, but but it was an improvement in, in terms of how they did the through line, so that's good. It's just then they did the cartoon stuff with it. I yeah. miss Tony the Angle. I miss yes. him dearly. I always miss the goat. Yes. Yeah, no Tony D. It's hard for the show to get above a D without Tony D. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there you have it. We made it to the end. We survived. Get a t-shirt. I survived NXT. <laughs> February 1st, 2022. <laughs> Do you guys think that they're going to build because of how these coming-of-age stories are telling that, that February 15th is going to be like a dance and they're going to have to ask these girls to dances because they don't know how to talk to women? And then Joe Gacy is out there talking about how that's a very heteronormative way of thinking. <laughs> yeah, you can ask anybody to oh, no. <laughs> I'm telling NXT, I can write this character in a way that would be funny and also get you legitimately boycotted. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're not when they try, it. though, when they do these weird segments and they try, I keep going back to the wedding. That was such a fun The wedding was so, well, That's yeah. just what I thought of when you talked about the dance. Was like The wedding yeah. was incredible. I think that's like the most viewed NXT clip ever on YouTube still. Yeah. Um, why aren't we doing more stuff like that? I would love to have an NXT like prom episode. That would be yeah. fantastic. It would be perfect for the Valentine's Day. If this is a story, and again, it's ridiculous because they're all grown men and yeah. women. But if that's how they're going to be treating them, then why not have a dance on Valentine's Day? You know, you, you have someone uh, to ask fight, them to a fight for a prom queen, like all these girls fighting each other because they want to be no, queen. No, oh, no, and Mandy Rose, Mandy Rose is going <laughs> to set up like Cora Jade as the champion. They're going to drop pig's blood on her. Like, and then oh, Cora Jade's going to flip out and kill yes. everyone. Yeah. Yes. Like, 90s this music. could be really good. This could be really oh, good. God. Carrie, what a classic. I'm going to be watching horror movies all night tonight. Thanks, Glenn. I, I'll tell you, since we did the interview with Ed Sanchez the other day, like I've been reading up so much on the Blair Witch Project and watching stuff, and it's freaking me out, and I'm having trouble sleeping. Like I'm waking up in the <laughs> middle of the night, like thinking about the Blair Witch Project, and I'm like freaked myself. I did this all to myself, you know? Aww. If you're having trouble sleeping, it has nothing to do with the terror of the Blair Witch Project, just you thinking of the, the movie? No, I'm waking up and I'm thinking of like scary things. Do you ever do this to yourself? Like, I'm not scared, but I think, wouldn't it be scary if, like, man, wouldn't it be scary if I woke up and like Josh at the end of the Blair Witch was standing in my bedroom corner and I saw that and it was like, oh my God, what the hell? You know, yeah. or like when I walk past an open closet in the dark, wouldn't it be scary if someone like popped out of the closet and attacked me? I think this shit in the middle of the night when I get up to pee. That happens to me with, with THC, definitely. We we discussed. I do that, but it doesn't scare me. I'm always ready for a fight. I wish somebody. I wish one of these layers would show up here. Ghostface, Michael Myers, Jason, Freddy. I don't care. Come at me. I want the smoke. I want all, all of it. All of it. You're gonna be one of the people that gets kicked out of the immersive haunted house experience because you're gonna beat the shit out of a performer. <laughs> <laughs> I know somebody who did that. Who just went buck wild on like the, just, the well they just uh, instinctively they swung on him, knocked him clean out. 
the best thing and why don't they do this with haunts i don't know why anyone has ever done this maybe our audience knows about this you hear about these immersive haunted houses right that you pay all this money to go into there right? there's some there's some wild ones out there though where they literally try to kill you <laughs> here's here's my idea that would take this to the next level instead of hiring all your actors to be scare performers why don't you hire some random people in regular clothes, send them in with the group, and then legitimately have them get murdered by the actors? And you think, holy shit, this guy we were making small talk with before legit just got murdered by somebody in this haunted house. That would really terrify people. <laughs> Might be the wrong kind of eat, though. That's what they do. <clears throat> what is it called? The McKenna Grace or something like that? Like where that guy, I don't know if you guys ever heard of it, but he like you oh, pay a lot of money, you have to get yeah. in, like a waiting list and they literally try to kill you like it's but ever yeah. survived it yeah yeah but if you go on if you go on youtube you can you can see the the actual hunt and like people's experiences and it's messed up yeah and we're doing what everyone should be doing talking about uh halloween in february you know why are we talking about <laughs> it's going it? for me all year long uh justin smith five dollars happy nxt day to my fellow citizen detectives so excited for mandy versus klr great show tonight well justin your positivity that's a great positive note to day. thank you it justin it really <sighs> when i talk about scary i watched pixels on cable the other night again um how did that get made pixels with uh, adam sandler yes oh yeah Oof. great concept terrible execution Mm -hmm. Sandler's special though, his comedy special on Netflix is very good. Is it? Excellent. I think it was the best special that year it came out. Very interesting. I'll have to give it a oh, watch. Yeah, you know, Edward just brought that up in the in the chat and oh, I yeah. was gonna mention it earlier. Like I thought you can't talk to people until their contracts are over. Didn't Brian Kendrick just get out of his today? Like did they just you call know him how right much away? Yeah, the tampering and wrestling is the worst kept secret. There is I so know. much tampering and wrestling. Like if this so MLW funny. lost it, if this MLW lost it actually proceeds we're gonna learn that there's a lot of tampering and wrestling i think aw tweeted that he he's fighting max tomorrow before the news of his contract being done even like got over yeah, well, they were quickly yeah. brian kendrick looks at tupac getting you're gonna get a spot on, on dynamite and then you're gonna end up on dark or elevation for the next year of your life oh yeah Brian Kendrick looks at Tupac getting out of jail and releasing California Love like three weeks later and says, dude, what took you so long? <laughs> I mean, this is fast. This is very fast turnaround. So, uh, yeah, that'll be exciting to see. Yeah. So, everybody, thanks for hanging with us tonight. No kind of a weird show, kind of weird energy. We're going to be back on Friday to talk about SmackDown and Rampage. Hopefully Paul Heyman doesn't die on Friday. We shall see what happens. Until then, she's at NYC Demon Diva. That's Diva with a one. He's at This Is Nasty. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. We'll get you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.